Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. I'm your captain, Jim Bob Oval Shorts, and tonight we've got another one of what I've been calling kind of our lost episodes. Um, You know, a bunch of stuff was recorded, and then my computer fried, and now I'm just having to get them all reloaded back up for you guys, man, and it it's been a task, I can tell you that. Like, it's definitely been a task of course this one was originally recorded on april 19th 2023 with the host of the cronspiracy podcast nico he's also totally the guy behind pure pet wellness as well you guys know we talk about that every episode when i'm plugging things over there from everyone's favorite website unconstitutionalawakening.com man we you know again this was this was one of those on-the-fly recordings that I ended up having to do. Uh, I believe I did it off my phone, so the quality isn't the best. But, hey, we were still trying to make it happen, even though we were hobbling along on one leg. But it's it's not that big of a deal, man. We we, we made it work, and, man, we're, we're going to keep on making it work, and we're keeping on keeping on, man. Already started recording again, so y'all be looking forward to more and more episodes coming out left and right over the next few days. Hopefully, I don't uh, I don't overdo you guys, man. But, of course, anything you'll need to find with this episode and how to get back to Nico and how to get back to anything and everything else is over there where it's always at on everyone's favorite website online, unconstitutionalawakening.com. Man, there's there's all kinds of good stuff over there for everything, links to watch us, links to listen to us, ways to listen to us, links to our merch store, and links to all of our friends in Liberty, Kirk Elliott, Peachy Key Creations, Ammo Can Survival, Pure pet wellness and brett pike with classical learner and homeschools connected man all those links and more all found over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com so but i'm gonna quit running my mouth and uh just let you guys find things out for yourself from this episode so let's uh let's weigh anchor and set sail on this bad guy and as i was telling you guys there in the opening i've got neptune and louise joining me this evening to host nico the host of the how do you say it, man? Because I'm gonna say it wrong. I butcher the cron, the cronspiracist, like the chronic, the cronspiracist. Yeah, <laughs> my uh, gaming name back in the day was Ecronomy because I was always joking about the the weed prices. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm here in California, so it's a big topic okay. here usually. Did you play Drug Wars when it came out? Uh, I don't know. 
Probably not. Maybe, maybe, maybe I was uh, it, it, it medicated was a, at the time. It was a mobile. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, I did. I did the for a little game, bit. The actual video game. Yes, yes, yes. I did. It felt a mobile game for a short, very short period it, of time. It, it I believe started on the Palm Pilot. That's how really. Yeah. Oh no, then it wasn't that. I thought it was an iPhone game. No, 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 so no, no. It, it it became eventually an iPhone game, and they're just drug wars. The the one from from zynga but i mean drug wars the original was actually like a list of cities and then you jump from city to city and then you buy different drugs at lower prices and yes. sell them at high prices in different cities so it was like basically tokyo a and game oh it was so much fun because they, they, they just named drugs oh instead yeah of commodities they just named drugs instead the of economy commodities. so look so nico i gotta ask man you know where, where's uh for the folks that are out there on and my crew that are hearing you for the first time and seeing you for the first time and stuff, man, like what, what uh, boosted you into the world of podcasting and such? Oh, I've always been listening to guys like uh, Tim Foil Hat, Sam Tripoli. And then from there, I've seen the guests and kind of gone into all their different worlds. And I've, I like your guys' world with Ghost. And uh, I don't know all the names yet, but uh, I've been following Ghost like religiously ever since um he started working with the cbd so i love listening to his commercials i'm like oh yeah i'll, I'll show i'll show them to a couple of my friends if they're sitting around and stuff or my wife will be like oh you hear that that's us so nice <laughs> yeah yeah my my you know of course we got you guys on here as well too with pure pet wellness you know we we make sure we make that announcement at the beginning of every episode and always find other places to plug it in while we're while we're doing it and such, man, we, we appreciate you guys and what you got going on over there and appreciate finally getting that care package. I don't know why I had so much trouble with it. Oh, no, I've been having issues too. just been mailing stuff. I have my label printer that had issues where it wasn't the one section of it was missing the one of the bars. So I had a bunch of return packages. So now that we're moved, we're settled in. I finally have like my podcast type set up and that I also do uh, photography, so I'm all over the place. But oh, it's nice. California, and I have two kids, so we have to do some crazy stuff to survive out here. Without I don't know, I don't know how people do without it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, I know the cost of living out there is outrageous, and I'm a lot of the folks from that side of the country have been moving to my side of the country and raising my prices too. Oh, where are you? Where are you at? You're in. Uh... I'm down in Georgia. Georgia. That's not bad. I was looking at South Carolina, Florida, just worried about the gators when I'm walking my dogs, but I don't think that'll be a big problem, right? <laughs> that's, that's that's why I like where I'm at, because I've got all the beautiful Florida weather, but no gators to really worry about. I'm far enough. I'm far enough. I'm far enough north from there that it's very rare to see one. Now, have we run across a couple out in the river? Sure. That's that's not unknown, but like, but they're easy it's enough to avoid. Yeah, <laughs> they're easy enough to avoid, hopefully. Oh, absolutely. Actually, uh, one of the other co-hosts that's not joining us today, Bandit, he come down here and me and him went down one of my favorite stretches of river. It's like a it's like a nine hour float, even by canoe. It takes it takes a good bit of time. And the week after he left, I sent him some pictures and was like, hey, you remember the bridge we got out at? He was like, yeah, I was like the next bridge down. There was this gator being take these pictures of this gator being shown a week after you left. And he was like, I told you there was a gator out there. I was like, I know there was. <laughs> I was like, we just, worried. we just don't bother him. And then we're not out there after dark. Cause that's when he'll probably want to bother us. Oh man. That's crazy. So, so California, man. So how's I, I hear it's always a, 
bit of a shit show out there. I, I guess there are you guys well, in not too I'm, I'm in San Diego, so we're kind of like a diamond in the rough because we got the military bases down here. So yeah. that's why we're here. My dad's originally from Texas, then Virginia, and then he came out here. So I he he taught me how to shoot and do repair my own yeah. shit and do my old changes and stuff like that. So that's really rare, rare here. in California to begin. Oh, with. yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> on the side as well, I do some handyman work. And so it'll start at like forty six dollars an hour. And sometimes it'll be to replace someone's um, shower head. Like Jeez. I went to drive and it was a three hour minimum. So I replaced the shower head and I brought my tools because I was like, it must be something difficult. And it was a hand screw shower head. So I unscrewed it by hand, charged it for three hours, so 120 bucks, right? <laughs> I walked out there in 15 minutes. So it was like, that's the kind of crazy stuff that goes on in California. But <laughs> so there, it, there is some money to be made if you can do, if you can work with your hands. And the guys coming up from Mexico and going back to live on the other side live like kings here too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, we get uh, it. It's not uncommon over here too. Like I've I've worked with and am friends with quite a few people that have not by choice been sent back, but they end up coming back over here anyway because they want to continue to work and send back to their families. So and, oh yeah, you know they're they're some of the most they're some of the most best folks that i know and some of my closest friends and like i'm like you know what dude i'm right there with you screw your imaginary lines like you guys should be able to be up here if you want to be oh yeah there is i actually lived there for a few years myself too um because i worked remotely and uh it was it was it was amazing like <laughs> how was that why don't you uh, I have two kids now so we crossed when the first kid was born just for I don't the family help and stuff like that and that ended up being a double-edged sword so we're uh we're potentially ready to go well we were going to go to Mexico again potentially but I'm a European citizen so we may live part of the year in Spain and come back and forth uh, I was going to ask you like Mexico uh, and or well Europe is it's somewhat cheaper, but Mexico too. You can actually even buy a house through the bank, so it's not too hard to even live over there. My oh yeah, thinking of living over there because he can be like, I'm just going to buy a really nice house for fifty thousand dollars and live by the ocean. Oh yeah, you have to get away from the border here though, because once you're if you're right, oh, yeah, in it's Tijuana, deep. You wanted to be by uh, like the area of Tulum, like uh, oh wow, by, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, that's far that's yeah that's oh yeah different. and that's tropical completely different too yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. here's more like a desert beach <laughs> but uh well, yeah we we would love like guadalupe or like uh different parts i watched uh, costa rica even but the fact that i have spanish citizenship just makes it so much easier and then my kids have spanish citizenship um they could go to college this whole shit with ukraine is making it not as attractive though with the prices of uh heating and all that going crazy in spain right now and um it's our money yeah <laughs> yeah You're, it's making americans richer i mean it's 10 americans but it's making those 10 americans richer <laughs> oh yeah it the, the well historically ukraine's always been used for money funneling so it's 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 doing what it's been doing for years well, <laughs> wasn't that report basically saying that it was a, a lot of money laundering was occurring I'm it sure was it was. Important. Yeah, they, there's a history of like them being used by both the Eastern and Western powers to to launder money for drugs, human trafficking, the right, you know, all kinds. I think of they stuff. were the capital of human trafficking for a while in Europe. Oh yeah, 
which I heard a really funny bit on another podcast about how um, the Ukrainian your refugees were more welcome in Ireland because they're thinking that they're, you know, hot Ukrainian women. So they're like, oh, yeah, he's like, how about the Syrians or, you know, the South, like some from Africa? No, no, we don't have space for those. But they're like Ukrainian Ukrainian refugees. Well, Ireland did not get to the point it is today. Like, so before the famine, they recovered from the famine just a few years ago. That's how much the population dropped that they they, think millions died. So the, fi- the population did not reach back up until 2018, 2019. I think it was. I mean, I mean, but if you want to get, if you want, you, you get into my world about it though. Like, it wasn't as much as a famine as it was the British over there intentionally destroying crops and kidnapping yeah, Irishmen and shipping well, them to America. It's still to be a slaves. famine, but it's yeah. a fabricated famine. Well, they literally had tours for you could go on carriage tours and you could go watch like the starving kids in villages. And that was like an outing that you would do with your rich friends. It'd be like, let's serious. Yes, it's it's like Roman Cal- Caligula type shit like that dark entertainment. And that's what it'd be like going out for a carriage. Let's go paint Wait, the little. Where is Irish reparations from the English? I right. Need to- <laughs> oh, my the God. That, the same people that did that, though, are I bet are the same kind of people that had they used to have the human zoo as well. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's. In the world, that, that's was, wait, wasn't there one in the Bronx? They brought a woman from Africa to the Bronx Zoo. I'm sh- I, I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I'm sh- I, I there's sure an image I heard of something her. like that. There's an image, yes, with a big. I butt. believe it was to the Bronx Zoo. Yeah, to the because of her because of her Ex- exaggerated proportions. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it was disturbing, but I believe it was it was to a zoo or something like that. But I believe it was even the Bronx Zoo. But yeah, I, history I, I, is I, way darker than like any Netflix series you'll ever see. Like, <laughs> yeah, because remember all the things that were recorded. This oh, yeah. is true. People right don't now. take account into a lot of things in history. The number one thing in history being that governments around the world have conject, you know, together caused more genocide than any other thing in the entire. History of, I mean, only governments really commit genocide, so that's kind of a mute point. All governments Mm -hmm. commit genocide, like every last one of them, powerful entity capable. I mean, even even ours today, in a sense, in a lot of ways, has in many in many different forms. Like Chile, two hundred thousand people almost died through Pinochet, which was like you can say in some point that that was a small genocide because remember it was a mix of the intellectuals and it, well, probably they were also attacking indigenous because yeah. there is a living still indigenous group in chile argentina has no indigenous people for context the reason why they all look white is because they killed everybody they're, they're all german now <laughs> argentina killed everybody brazil every, everybody else kept part of their roots to a point uh but and people don't get like People in South America, they look every like there is all the spectrums in South America. Naturally, it South oh, America yeah. is pretty diverse. I mean, in well, Africa, they say all, almost every variant of a human being exists in Africa. Speaking, like, I mean, there's so much variety the, genetically speaking. The the you know the different variant thing though, you see that not only in like the South Americas and stuff too, but there's there's even vast parts of like the Middle East and even parts of Asia where. The, you know the skin tone 
goes all over along the place. with goes along with the regional of the area. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 Filipino people, for example. You know, they're so it's so island and stuff. They're always a lot darker in tone than a lot of the other you but, know, inland Asian countries. But look at stuff. the Tibetans that are high up, relatively speaking, geographically, and <laughs> like the 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 whole land. And they're dark. But they're dark because they get so much UV exposure because they're in the mountains. Yeah, it's a different yeah. thing. It's because they're higher up, and people are like, "How the fuck did like?" Because I mean, those people actually, I it's in the Himalayas. There's a group There's no of people trees for shade too. <laughs> yeah. Well, what is this group of uh, that that they're the ones that go through Everest with the tourists. Sherpas? Sherpas. Sherpas. Th- those guys are built different. Physically, oh yeah, they are built different. They they, they have can a, process oxygen better better than any other human, and they're smaller. <laughs> they're like they're like oh yeah, they're smaller, more fit. Like they're they may have healthy. like a, they're like, a bigger these Americans, <laughs> 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 these fat, ugly, <laughs> out of out of shape. They're like you're in the best shape of your life. They're like you're out of weight. You're like you're you're completely unfit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so what is your what is your favorite conspiracy? Me? Yeah. Oh, well, I I I mean, I'd like to say I I love them all from the fun level. That's why I'm on like the conspiracy cuz I don't like to get too dark too often. Um and I have done that before and I like scared off some of my friends when I'm like blackpilling myself. And uh so I I love a wide spectrum of them. There's like the hilarious ones like Dave Chappelle's a clone um which is more like pop culture um kind of thing but i've gone through like hollow earth all that kind of stuff nice um probably the one that relates most to what i do would probably be uh the dog food conspiracy and how like all all this processed dog food since the beginning was just like is kind of like whey protein you know how whey protein is kind of or like uh we'll start at fluoride fluoride is a byproduct of aluminum processing and so before you'd have to pay to dump it because it's a hazardous material and like it will poison rivers and shit like that. So instead of paying to dump it, you could pay to put it into our water because then you don't have to dump it anymore. So that's how they found a way to use something that was worthless and get some money from it still. And it has other effects by making people dumber or something like that as well. Then whey protein was used to be kind of trash or like poor people food. And now we sell it as like, you need this as like this is your super to get buff and stuff and it's like well how does that compare to like a chicken breast or something like that and then well, now like, dog oh yeah you can hop in yeah well, <laughs> I'm also, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm super hip on the dog food thing and there's also like a and i would like you to go into it a little bit too for everybody that's out there but that isn't familiar with it but and i'm not sure where to plug this in but like i'm one of those guys too that has seen the dog food advance a lot like I, oh, when I was a kid, recently, when I was, very recently. Oh, yeah. Very recently. Dog food is, yeah, like, yeah. Dog food is edible kid, now. <laughs> it's well, yeah, edible. it's better like, than human was, food in a lot of cases. Yeah, it's better than McDonald's. When I, when, when, when I was a kid, you know, you would, your dog would eat whatever he ate. And, you know, eventually his shit turned white and stopped stinking. Like it just it was a thing that actually they, happened. They acclimated. And, they acclimated. Yeah. And now it it doesn't it doesn't even do that anymore. And their poops don't look the same. And as someone who's has had a lot of dogs in his life, like I've seen that their health deteriorate in general. And my only explanation, just like it is for humans, is it's the food. 
Exactly. And then look at, and if you see what happens to dog health, if you look at charts, it's night and day. And I, I've used to be a love statistics because it came naturally to me. And if you look at these charts with the first dog foods being introduced, which was horse meat after World War II or World War One, because we got rid of a bunch of horses, we didn't need them anymore. So they um, were like, shit, people don't really like to eat this. Poor people ate horse meat every once in a while, like in a can. That's the same way they fed it to dogs in a can. So they started marketing it being like, don't feed your dog table scraps, feed them the scientifically designed dog food, horse meat. And it's just all this byproduct shit. And so uh, that's how we started canning dog food. And then uh, if you look at kibble, kibble is one of the highest carcinogenic things you could ever do. It has like a 32 year shelf life. It's designed for convenience, not for health at all. And if humans were to eat that, which they are going to have us eating vegetable based kibble in the near future, our lifespan will go down to a fourth as it has with dogs. There's, there's dogs who used to live to 32 years, no problem. Now we have dogs like my Doberman here. Her her life expectancy is seven to nine years. She's 11 years old right now with like no white hairs, perfect that's, teeth. <laughs> that's, that's the same for for my boy that I got in there now. You know, he's his lifespan is like nine to 10 years max. But yeah, he's, he's only six now. But he, you know, he eats a mixture of he's always been a, a big, big into table scraps. And because of the farm stuff, like I. I mean, oh yeah he gets Crack he gets eggs. all kinds of good stuff anyway so yeah i don't no, I, I there when i go away like if i go away for a day or two go down i know i'm going to the river or going camping overnight he totally will have a bowl of something left out for him but i try not to buy him the absolute garbage that's on the shelf you know what i'm saying like they do yeah. if you spend the money and do the research they do make some pretty decent especially in the refrigerated section like actual dog food that's like actual meat and stuff not just garbage oh just like me with humans like every once in a while when you're in a car for 12 hours you have to get a drive-through you know it's like every once in a while so when you do do kibble you there's one thing that you can do to really spice it up is add water to it that will make it more like any natural food source because kibble is so dehydrated even with humans when we eat something like beef jerky you're turning your insides like into beef jerky you need to really rehydrate to counterbalance with that otherwise you're going to have inflammation a bunch of other issues like that so that helps and then maybe crack an egg in there or something like that oh natural enzymes that help kick up the digestion process and i'm definitely not a dog nutritionist this is just what i experienced from having a dog with dual hip dysplasia and a bunch of other issues i I was turned (laughs) on to a guy that and this is actually, I've contemplated this two or three times. And this is, again, I wish Bandit was here because I know he's kind of in on this idea with me too. But I've been talking to a guy down here in Georgia that he runs a quail farm. And all, oh, yeah. his, all his dogs eat are quail. Like that's... Oh, yeah. He, like he gives them quail well, that's for their... Male quail. Man, those are some of the healthiest, like... 15 year old yeah. dogs I've ever seen because they're old as they could be, but he's like, you that's can, all they've ever eaten is quail. You, like they don't feel feather on feather on and everything. The feathers get extra fiber, the feet. Um, yep. I used to raise quail here. I was actually making six grand a month off of quail chicks when COVID first started, because I had a urban like situation here in San Diego and everyone yeah. went crazy during the lockdown, trying to get self-sustaining animals. And a lot of people are like, Oh, you could raise quail in a fish tank in your living room. 
if you needed to, like a couple of them. <laughs> True. So they're like, True. you could have fresh eggs in an apartment with your quail with very, you could give them table scraps. They need a little higher protein, but you can feed them uh, like bits of fish, egg and stuff like that. than your chickens, because they have been evolved so long to produce an insane amount of eggs. They do like 220 eggs a year, each bird. Oh, and yeah. then they, they reproduce way quicker and hatch quicker than chickens, but they're a weird animal that we've made. So they can't live on their own. Like if you put quails out in a cage, they won't make. Nope. You, you, when it comes to quail, you got to have the, uh, I, the people I know that do it, do it like in indoor barns. Yeah. Yeah. Do they, are they running Bob whites or are they run in uh, a A mixture of a few. Like oh, we, that's awesome. The, the, the like, Bob Whites are good for hunters. Down here in the South, we do have a lot of raisin quail, and there's a lot of people that do like their own land to do hunting quail and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, raise they have the fly cages. Yeah, like raise, raise yeah, them so in their can... area and stuff to do all that. Like That's, that's some oh, awesome yeah. stuff. And Dan, Ox, it is so glad to finally see you in a little while. Nico, this is one of our other co-hosts. I'm glad you jumped in with us this, this afternoon. He's on your side of the country, so he, he knows all nice. your kind of good stuff going on. Where at exactly? Going, Ox? Uh, I'm in the general LA area. Oh, really close. I'm in San Diego. Uh, actually, we just moved out to Lakeside from more central San Diego. Oh, okay, cool. That's actually a really cool part of town. Oh yeah, I'm loving it. Walk the dogs and see all the horses and stuff in the morning. So, in an apartment, unfortunately, but he's another rare one like you there, Ox. He's a guy that's in. He's a guy that's on the West Coast and actually knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, it's hard to survive out here, man. It's hard. I mean, it's like, and it they raise the stakes every damn day. Oh yeah, I mean, every time you drive by the pump, it's another fucking twenty-five cents a gallon more. Oh yeah, I gotta do ninja oil changes. And, you know, you gotta throw your oil in dumpsters <laughs> so you don't have to yeah. pay dumping fees. And <laughs> it was okay. crazy. Hey, Jiffy Lube the other day, I was like, "Hey, if I bring my own oil and filter, how much would you charge to uh, just drain it for me real quick?" Because I had my tools in storage in the moving process, and they're like, it's yeah. like "It'll be fifty-five dollars," and I'm like, "You could lick my nuts for fifty-five dollars, man, dude. <laughs> it's fifteen minutes of work. It's crazy." Yeah, it's, it, it, it is crazy. <laughs> it's that it seems it, it, as a guy on the outside looking in you know california seems quite ridiculous in a lot of its a lot of its means and things and like i'm the kind of guy that i'm just like i'm I, in my thoughts i kind of got to write california off i don't think there's no fixing california like they've they've done tried to fix themselves so much that they fixed themselves into oh. the mess that it is today I think Charlie Robinson, um, like his book rings true, the controlled demolition, like California is a great example of a controlled demolition where like they've just regulated it to death. And another example with you guys, like if I was to sell my quail eggs, they recently regulated them. So you used to be able to sell them with less regulations, but now they're regulated the same as chicken eggs. So to sell a quail egg, you have to have three licenses, egg producer, egg handler, and egg distributor. That's why I left New York they State. They are seriously smoking I, fucking I, crack out there. Jesus Christ. Right? right. Oh, right. let me tell you, man. I, I, I work as a, a chef. A couple years ago, you can sell to a restaurant. Oh, oh, right. Oh, shit. Just I, I work as a chef at this farmer's market, and, like, the the hoops that these people have to jump through in order to be able to sell their shit here. Oh, It's yeah. like business should never be harder than me being like, hey, I'm selling bananas. Do you want one? And that's yeah. it. That's all it should be. No, no third parties involved. It's dog shit here because there's like 
there's seven parties involved here. It gets so bureaucratic so fast. It, it's it's a fucking wonder anyone's still surviving here. And that's, you know, I mean, as <clears throat> I've never been into California per se, but as I spent some time in New York State for a little while and not not even from there or anything like that, I just I happened to be there for a short time. And what actually drove me to come back south was the day the cops got called on me because I didn't have a permit for my yard sale. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. And they were like, no, oh. you have to have a, they're like, you have to have a permit in the state of New York to have a yard sale. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to be leaving this place soon. Like this is like, this, cause it's ridiculous. You know, down here in Georgia, depending on where you are, like the closer to Atlanta you get, the more trouble you find because we do have Atlanta is nothing but transplants. I try to explain that to people all the time. There's, there's nobody from Georgia in Atlanta. Like everybody in Atlanta is from California, like New York, you know, Texas. Mm-hmm. They're from everywhere else. And, you know, they, they have so much space. They got so much going on up there and they're starting to do the same thing. Like I, if I was to get anywhere close to Atlanta with my peanut stand, I'd be harassed for my, you know, my, my street vendors license and my food permit and whatever else they want to try to do for it. And they're talking about like you, the way it works in Georgia is because it is county to county. All right. So like I, I hang out down here in the South of the state where nobody's really bothered by it and get permission from a gas station to use their parking lot. So it's okay. Anyway, you know, it's like loopholes around the stuff, but like it's, it's amazing to me to see Atlanta beginning to gobble itself up and the rest of the state. Cause I know Neptune will back me up here being like, Haha, you guys are just gonna have to eat yourselves because the rest of the state just doesn't fly with any of the shit that they do in Atlanta. <laughs> no, they don't. No, it's all you got two real hubs. You, like you got Atlanta, and then Savannah will try to do it a little bit, but there's still enough. Uh, there's still enough people who who love this city that that don't really get down with all the governmental regulation bullshit. So. Uh, They've danced they, around it a little bit, but uh, hasn't. They just proposed a brand new $1 billion stadium for the north side of Atlanta. Jeez. And, of course, I'm in the comments section going, do you, you do realize that this $1 billion stadium, it comes out of your pocket, right? Like, this is tax taxpayer money that builds this stadium. They don't just right. build the stadium because Atlanta wants to Oh, build dude, don't act like you've never been railroaded before the government. <laughs> Giving in domain shit all the time. That's California life. Where's our high speed rail? Right? Where's you know, you know what? Well, I'm so goddamn hard for that, and I have no goddamn way to get to work yeah, via let alone anywhere. You want to talk about wasteful fucking spending? I tell you what, the NFL is a major fucking drain on the American yes, taxpayer. Big time. Big time. Because I guarantee you, the Falcons asked for that fucking stadium, and they're probably going to get it. So with that, the, so the Falcons just got a new stadium. This new stadium that they're, talk, they're proposing is, is supposed to be built for the Atlanta Hawks and in oh, hopes Christ. to lure back our third NHL team. Uh-huh. That's okay. fucking hilarious. Okay. Atlanta's got no chance. Professional, professional sports is such a fucking drain on, on taxpayer funding, mainly because they basically they go in, they lobby the hell out of the government, and then they have to put it to a vote because they're always required to do that. At which point, if if it doesn't look like it's going to go that way, they'll go on social media and say, "Hey, uh, your city doesn't want to give us our new stadium or our our new fucking park." And yep. 
fucking blame the city instead of blaming themselves for paying for something that every other country in the world pays for. (laughs) The United States is the only fucking country, and I am mad about it because why the hell are we subsidizing sports teams? For real. Other than it's for the circus. Yeah, they they print money for the circus. They they swear up and down it promotes job growth, and they they subsidize all this stuff out. Well, they subsidize all this stuff out and then turn around and like the, the new Georgia Dome is a it's great a example. The, ori- the original the Georgia Dome that we had down here was was an amazing piece of work. I've actually got to race cars inside of it because during the monster truck jams and stuff that they have down there inside of it. Well, they decided to tear it down and build a new Georgia Dome. And this new Georgia Dome is not only built with all of this high-tech nonsense on top of it, um, but like it costs so much to get through the door for any event that it's just absolutely ridiculous on top of when you get in there paying $9 for a soda and $15 for a sliced pizza and shit like that, because that's just the way these sporting events go. So like people are just like the road systems that we've covered time and time again on this show with other people and ourselves, like they trick you into paying for this shit repeatedly. They're like, they're like, here, we're going to raise your taxes to make this brand new stadium that you guys really want so that you can see all these brand new sports. Oh, but it's totally going to cost you more money than you can have to actually go watch these sports at this place. It's, it's unaffordable and it's part of the, the whole reason why the entire system is collapsing. Look at the housing prices. Housing prices make no sense, especially in California. The housing prices make no sense in New York. The housing prices in Canada make America look tame. Because if you see the price increase, oh, there's yeah. a beautiful video. This guy yeah, masterpiece <laughs> video of showcasing a shithole in Toronto and a castle. Well, Toronto of all this places. Castle too. in Scotland <laughs> was beautiful. And it cost the exact same price as the, the garbage heap in Toronto. So a big loophole loophole they've kind of found around down here that a lot of people have been doing because Atlanta has caused the Georgia housing market to go completely sideways is people are people are buying their land and then buying these big metal garages like these 50 by 80 metal garages, because first of all, you don't actually have to have a permit to put that metal by it. 50 by 80 yeah, metal garage. It's pretty cool how you can build inside. Yeah, right. And then, then, so you're down to only having to get your internal building permits after that, as far as like running all your electricity and stuff like that. And even some of that, again, I'm going to say is based truly county to county because uh, pl- uh, installing appliances, I get to see a lot of this stuff firsthand. And these bigger counties in it closer to Atlanta that have all this stuff going on, they've got a lot of this kind of, you know, more more of a home inspector guy doing things to the T where you get out to these counties that have absolutely friggin' nothing. And they barely, you know, the County commissioner, the ordinance guy and the fucking like city councilmen are all the same dude. Like, cause there's only a couple hundred people in this County and you know, they're not trying to do into all that nonsense. So it's been, it's been getting to be more popular out here in the Georgia area, I know for sure where they're putting up these metal barn buildings and turning the insides into these immaculate, ma- amazing looking houses. But from the outside, you're just like, well, what's that metal building? And I, I say hooray to it because that stuff is going to stand a lot longer than these BS stick and 
stick and glue houses that they're putting together today for with wood that's just a joke so in japan japan actually creates houses at the almost the same rate we buy houses in relation to their size and everything but what's fascinating with japan is the entire country has one code the entire country no matter what has one building system coding structure so they're the most creative country on earth when it comes to building because they almost have no limits. There, and that's why the there's country a, operates has no problems with housing. And, they and actually have a massive surplus. And of that. I and, heard, and that sorry, Jimmy. I was just gonna say that I heard that there was a guy that um he 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 spent all this time building his own house out of mud and rock, and it was like seven stories tall. And Japan actually ended up get, building him a house in its place because all the people of his town felt you know that they were like, man, I don't know if this guy's house is safe, but it was a poor guy, but he had this land. So it was it's a really heartfelt story. I'll I'll try to find it and put it with this episode. Something I was thinking about when it comes to you know talking about building code, you know, home manufacturing in the US as as fucked up as it is, the think the thing that depresses the hell out of me the most is like if I fly and every time I've been on a plane, I look I get the window seat. I like looking out the window. But the thing that always depresses the fucking shit out of me is every time I'm going over any populated area, all you see are these little cookie cutter circles on the ground of all these fucking housing developments. And they all look the fucking same. Urban sprawl, bro. It's the biggest killer of everything. They're just fancy versions of projects here that they're building a lot in California. It's like, oh, we put stucco on it, so it's not a project, but it's a six-story tall, no backyard, no fucking balconies. I'm like, no balcony? What yeah, type it's of what you're shit? Doing now. It's fucking brutal. The, uh, like, yeah. I'm just looking for places to rent. I'm living on some dude's property right now where he's got like three like townhouses on the back, and he's got the house on the front of the lot, you know, with a long driveway. But I locked out. Because everyone else I know out here is like stuck in those exact apartments you're talking about, you know that communist block fucking housing. Dude, there's even the we even with worse air thing. conditioning. Oh, yeah, thanks yeah. fucking Christ, we got air conditioning at least. You, you keep you in there so you're not out going talking to real people. It's like keep you comfortable in your cubicle or whatever. <laughs> yeah, get yeah. your Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Stay put. Yeah. Do you? So what? What do you guys? What do you guys? You know, I joke around about it quite frequently on here that the only person that we could see is going up for the Democratic nomination for president in the next go around would be the governor of California. What do you guys? Uh, some- <clears throat> no, it has to be Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Please do not give me uh, Bateman. Uh, American Psycho. Do not give me American Psycho. He also uh, looks just- like that Scientology church guy. They look like they could be brothers. Which All right, term? so I got, I got a phone to pick with our governor, Gavin Newsom, right? So you guys oh, know yeah. what I do for a profession. I am a chef. So when COVID rolled around, that dude absolutely obliterated everybody in my entire career that I ever met was reeling from it, right? I mean, this whole entire situation, the way it was handled by California – I mean, by the federal government in general, but especially California, was beyond asinine. I had to get, you know, a, a card to fucking go eat at certain places and shit like that. It was unbelievable, this kind of shit. Oh, yeah. While his winery was still open? 
Yeah. Well, shit was- well, <laughs> by the way, if all you folks out there don't know his brand of wines is Plump Jack, do not buy it. <laughs> yeah, him and Pelosi going out to fucking dinner while they were telling everyone else to stay home. Kiss my ass. Yeah, yeah pull at up. the French Laundry, no less. It's like, man, I should have spent my time during COVID just following her stock trades, and I would have been better off than working. <laughs> well, you know, you know, actually, who was the best at it, evidently, and people don't talk about it, Dan Crenshaw. Really? The, really? the, the, the pie patch guy? Uh, saw, what a, saw what a snake is into investments, huh? <laughs> Dude, Solid Snake is part of the, w, the World Economic Forum. Yeah. Well, I've I've gotten to the point I'm so jaded on politics that I believe it's all soap opera and these characters are all here because they play a role where they trigger certain people. They're like, I'm the boogeyman for this group of people, and I'm the boogeyman for this group of oh, people. Yeah, so. yeah, they're just you're, you're they're 100% just paid right. actors. They're, they're yeah. Yeah. politics yeah. is acting for ugly people. Yeah, yeah we, so we don't have photos of the people who are actually pulling the strings. We have no idea what their names are. We don't know what they look like. We, you know. Well, if you no, do mention names it, that are close, your podcast gets ripped down. By, like I remember Sam Tripoli mentioned a certain family uh, last name, and he got just wrecked for that. So they don't even mention it again. Like a family that start. I'm not even gonna say the letter. Oh, you can mention it here. We, <laughs> I don't know. He's already been know, labeled. He, they were actually labeled by Bellingcat which is a propaganda arm of the U.S. government. So they've already gotten the highest honor of being officially labeled as propaganda. But oh, interesting. Of something. Again, to say we're the propagandas. That's hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, it's interesting what you're allowed to talk about and not allowed to talk about when you're allowed to talk about who's allowed to talk about certain things. Like, yeah. So I... I I'm like, as maybe if as long as I'm doing it while I'm smoking weed, that they can't take me seriously enough that I'm like a (laughs) whistleblower or something. Scenarios in Minecraft. It's It's plausible. Exactly, (laughs) plausible deniability. Well, and then you and then you get in here and you get into episodes. You you end up getting into episodes where I'm going on a tangent about being locked in a turtle turtle shaped spaceship, and they're just like, oh well, this guy's completely insane so we don't have to really yeah we're just all talking hypotheticals we're not talking about actual like this planet that (laughs) we're in no we're not on the same planet as you if we haven't figured it out by now we actually live in a parallel world because yours yours is so fucked we actually don't even live there we just talk about it (laughs) this is a dnd game right we're talking about our dnd world yeah (laughs) the whole time this is my avatar you know i've always you know i bought i I like you made mention of it earlier, like the Dave Chappelle clone thing, you know, that that goes into one of my one of my all time favorite conspiracies, of course, the active base reality and such. And, you know, I, a lot of what you're saying there resonates with me, too. You know, I, I I like to put on the show and poke fun at every politician that's out there. But I know as well as I think most of our listeners out there know, like those guys aren't really anything. They're just they're just puppets. They're they're punching bags. There's somebody there for us to to poke fun at you know what i mean like that it, and and here recently and i know every time i bring this up i've made everybody else in the room in the room cringe with me but here recently i've been checking out this guy named michael Ser- michael terrison and he has this fascinating conspiracy called the female illuminati and like he ties all of this back to like this wild idea that the people that are at the like top top of the chain are all female or at least not male male humans in that aspect but he he thinks they're female and 
and that they are the reason that it seems like they're looking for the downfall of man. Like they don't want a world where man exists. That's why they have all of these agendas that are, you know, clearly anti-masculine and such like that. I could see that being possible mainly just because like the pol- it's usually the polar opposite. So if the, if the world says man is so all powerful, man is all powerful, then the reality is probably woman is all powerful. It's right. Always- the opposite is probably what's real. <laughs> In my, well, you know, what do you, you know, I, I'm one of those gods that are like, what are the odds that the the everybody that's always talking about a god? I was like, if there's a god, if there's a sky daddy out there, y'all, like, I don't think it's a sky daddy. I think it's a sky mommy because only women are this fucking vengeful. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, being married, I, it's insane. The, <laughs> the energy that they can pull out of any, I'm like, how do you have energy for this level? <laughs> I'm on number two, bro. I completely understand. Like, I, <laughs> like it, it's it, it's one of those deals. Like, it's just. And, and I'm not trying to bash on women. Don't I hope anybody out there don't take me wrong and such. I'm just trying to poke a little bit of fun. But like it, it's just it does seem like there is something that is anti-man. Like that, it seems like over the past at least a hundred years, if not longer, they have been slowly putting the chemicals in the water to turn the frogs gay for real. Like, and yeah. it's I mean, it's not even it's not even a joke anymore because it really is happening. Like, and it's happening to even us. Like they, the Japanese just proved that feeding a certain kind of soy to catfish turned them from male to female. So there's soy in everything we have. If you're getting things out of a box. Well, that's interesting. I, I, right. Right. Like, you know, how chickens can change sex and they uh, can. I have a witnessed female it. Chicken. I will back you up. And it's situational. So I wonder if humans have the same thing too. If there's like a, a lack of a male, someone has to step up and take that role. And it, oh, this, I don't want to say this explains butch people potentially, but when there's a lack of a in the, in the, in the chicken kingdom, I, I won't say the animal world. Yes. I don't know the whole, but when there's a lack of a rooster, there will be a dominant female. And sometimes it'll take the point where it starts humping the other chickens. It will crow. It yes. will do everything a male chicken does. Like, or a male, I, will, or a I will 100%. And I have, uh, this is again, I wish Bandit was here because he's actually witnessed it now himself, too. They can that, change sex, right? Yes, that if you keep too many chickens and they're all female, you will, one will totally become a male. Like, it, it, it's a 100% a thing. I've witnessed it myself on my own farm. Bandit got to witness it to the point that he was like, he was like, I swear I got rid of all the roosters, Jim why do I have another one? And I was like, well, here's the bad news, buddy. <laughs> you know what I, yeah. I wonder how documented it is. Do they have an exact detail of what's the, like the process? A lot of times they tell you it's a myth, sure. but, but there is documentation of this happening, especially in the farm world. Like this is, yeah. you could ask any farmer, you could ask any farmer and they're going to be like, nope, that's why you got to have a rooster. Like, well, every farmer has their, like, when you look at the scale of numbers, you're running experiments, social experiments every single day. Like you have your own, like <laughs> and your chickens are all separated sometimes in pens of hundreds, of hundreds, hundreds, you can see different stuff and their life cycles is so short. And so, especially with their meat chickens or something like that, you can see all these interesting things. And like, even if you change the light spectrum, if you put it from like, I think a red light will calm them but if you change it to a blue light they'll start killing each other <laughs> which is the craziest thing for a long time and if you're like fluorescence without 
a certain spectrum, like they'll start plucking their own feathers out and doing weird stuff. So animals and cows and stuff are the same way. You can only use it in light. Chickens are wild, man. Like I've had some pretty off the wall experiences with them. So I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the slightest thing sometimes too, that sets them array. I I just feel like chickens are like machines with very primitive scripts. But they basically operate as biological machines for us. I mean, birds aren't real, so it's quite plausible. They convert, uh, uh, I guess, stuff into stuff we can eat. I mean, (laughs) yeah, they convert the unedible into edible. Yeah. Chickens are great for a compost pile. Like, that's one thing that I I absolutely loved about having. Because, man, at at one point in time, there were over 100 here, like, on on a regular basis, which is a little out of hand. But it having so many of them and having your compost pile, like I had like an open kind of spot where I just put wood up and made a wall and then just kept piling the stuff in there. A mixture of chicken shit, pig shit, rabbit shit, food scraps, all the above. And I was always throwing worms in there and then would let the worms go in there for a day or two and then let set the chickens free on it. And like they would turn that thing for me better than anybody could ever turn it by hand on top of you know adding to it and stuff like that and the folks around me used to tell me that i was making black gold you know which is good good fertilizer and stuff for everything and i was like okay cool i'm just i'm just making i'm letting them do their thing and they're just like this this is the natural way of doing it you know like this isn't this isn't the stuff that you're buying from miracle grow or from scott's or whatever in the store this stuff actually will help you produce amazing quality food and and more like I've, I've seen a guy recently a lot online that is using these wastes and stuff and figured out how to how to concentrate the gas from it like yeah. and i'm not talking about i'm not talking about the guy we've had on here Luis. i'm talking about that other guy you've been sharing you guys have been sharing with me that has been doing a bunch of amazing things he happens to be down here in atlanta and won't speak to me unfortunately i keep trying but he's he's using the methane from like house scraps and stuff like that to basically run his house on methane gas instead of like propane and stuff like that. It's, 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 it's an amazing concept and another route away from a system that has been completely centralized to the point of regulation and control where you have to choose what they say you have to choose. Like if you're on natural gas, you have to have the natural gas that runs through that city. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't have a choice. So you can buy both these things on Amazon now. It's a bio, I think it's a biodiesel composter. I'm not sure if it's on Amazon exactly. And that will give you the equivalent of natural gas for your house. So you can use it for doing anything you'd use for natural gas, cooking, heating, all that type of shit. And it doesn't take that much. It takes like what would be a normal food scraps for your day. And that's not even having a farm, just like a regular well, I ha- think, household. I think I saw that <laughs> kit the other day. Um, that's like, it's like a, a big plastic yeah 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 the guy bag. was saying that with some trash he was able to make energy for a whole week he's, and, um, yeah he's down he's down here yeah. where i am he's i've found him i have located him his company is out of mcdonough georgia oh the guy that does yeah. the bag dude you should have him and you can use he, that you should ha- you should get him to talk to to this to julian, julian. yeah because i think him and julian I, would work out well it's different but not that different because they actually both do syngas out of it. Yeah, they just have yeah, different think, processes. And think about putting those two beautiful minds together. And yeah, what they, they need to talk. Julian, 
should work then, with all those. Have you guys used solar generators at all? They used to be like a mythical kind of thing. Like, oh, you'll ne- you couldn't really get enough power from a solar Man, thing. And you can in the ba- south. My now boat, that's my, insane. My boat. I I I have a little canoe that I go everywhere in, and I just bought an electric motor for it and bought a panel that sits up above me on my umbrella. And like two hundred watt or hundred watt. And it and it stay and it keeps my two 12 volt marine batteries charged all day. I could I could go anywhere I wanted to, and it's never going to die. Like it just keeps pumping. And yeah, the, they were. I think it's amazing. A lot, very portable and nice. They 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 are. We are at the cusp of making solar panels actually viable. On the, on and the a, batteries. The batteries, if they if they well, figure if out solid at, state, if they figure out solid state, on they have, battery. but not commercial. Yeah, exactly. Or graphene, <laughs> fuck it, graphene. Yeah, but like the, the safest. That's not lithium the, based. The, That's why it's the best. Graphene based lithium batteries is will be the cheap. future. So the lithium right now you can get deep. really cheap, and it doesn't last electric a long time. Cars, it, it doesn't not many cycles. <laughs> electric cars will be running on graphene. That's the future. Whoever's betting on lithium is a, is a dying bet because in China, lithium cars are exploding left and right. The reason why they experiment electric cars in China, even though they have more regulations, uh, they, they explode constantly. There's videos you can look up uh, electric cars exploding in China, and you're going to just find endless. It takes 40,000 gallons to shut off an electrical car fire. It takes 5,000 gallons to shut off a regular fire. Like oh yeah oh yeah it's insane disproportionate electric cars are a very huge danger plus well, we don't have the energy grid for it and and you know there's what it boils down to really though is they're looking for ways to profit off of it like you know uh, between the between the idea of profit of profiting off of it and their goal goes right along with the you know, the, the light bulb conspiracy or whatever, they don't want to <laughs> make something that actually work, ends up working forever because well, then it, they're, they don't make money just, anymore. Well, the problem really lies in governments uh, realizing, wow, it's a stupid idea to put essentially bombs everywhere because you can make things explode. And, and, yeah, and yeah, firefighters yeah, putting refrigerators. Tell me that the worst fires are all being electric cars. Like so worst, I found I, I, I now know the two chemicals. They are charging the cooling system of refrigerators with isobutane, and they are lining the inside of the refrigerators with cyclopentane, both of which are highly combustive and flammable and are making bombs for everyone's house. Don't buy a refrigerator post-2020. Holy shit. Do it. And it's probably a smart fridge that if you say anything negative, it's, it'll just pull up on it, 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 it's becoming the standard in all of the fridges now. Um, the only two fridges I've found so far that don't have them, one is a European model called a Vitra. And the other one is, a, is made by Bosch and it's called Medea. But the rest of them, your Frigidaires, your General Electrics, your Whirlpools, they are ticking time bombs in your house now. You need to make another report on that because I'm telling you, a lot of people sh- should know about this. And yeah, you show me pictures of it. You guys, he was just like working. It's like, here, look. And it's like a gigantic label in the back of the fridge. Just by the way, you could die because of your fridge. 
where you store your kids' milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 quite ridiculous. You know what I mean? I, I guess part of me is like, okay, I guess that a, a bit of me I understand because a lot of that other stuff they were using is toxic, but I I feel like there are better options. Than it's the, the cheapest options. option. The likely yeah. one. there's two options. There's two it. reasons. It's a banned chemical because of regulations. It's an expensive chemical because of like the new again regulations. Regulations. You have to see if this is happening in the European models or if this is happening in the Japanese models, because if it's not or the South Korean models, because you, you also have to think it's like, OK, the main producers of high end fridges or even fridges nowadays, like there's the United States, there's Korea, China, like there's all these main. But each one, they're big enough markets where you could see like they will make a South Korean version for sure and they'll make a separate one. So they're big enough regulation wise. So they're the best ones to compare to. And if they don't have it, you know, it's some American BS or European. Who knows who started it? Well, you know, I, I, that's it's funny. You're bringing it, I guess, in that way, like Whirlpool, they tote themselves. I love this. I love to bust this bubble on everybody, too. Actually, they tote themselves on all of their boxes. It says American made, but nobody realizes that they're just talking about America, the country, not America. Like, I mean, America, like the America, the continent, <laughs> not America, the country, because like they're made mostly in Mexico and shipped over here. And people are like, no, they're not. I'm like, OK, sure. <clears throat> I'm like, the parts get shipped from across seas to Mexico where they get put together. And there you go. Like, it's that's why they can still stamp American made on them, because on a technicality, America. It, is the continent of Amer- it is the continent of America. So, oh, man. I don't know why this reminded. I just saw a TikTok, which or real or whatever, one of those short form videos of a guy showing uh, Warren Buffett tripping out when being asked why he sold all of his billions of dollars worth of the sil- silicone chip company in Taiwan, and he's like, "Uh, uh, uh there's si- maybe seismic activity, but uh, that'd be really rare. Uh, I don't really know why I sold it." And it's like, "What the fuck?" Wait, wait, wait. And it's when like that's this? A, when did he say he like, stole this to all his thing in TM, TSMC? Yeah. And so um, that's not good. And the US were basically oh, like, yo, if, they were like, yo, if Taiwan, if China moves on Taiwan, we're going to bomb Taiwan's uh, supercomputer, the chip factories, so and take all them. You know, here. we're fucked when they start shipping them out. So there'll be warning signs when they start shipping the scientists out. If that, yes. if that they already started. The scientists are going to go and then they're going to blow up the an facts. earthquake. This is the crazy part. People don't it's know. Gonna... TSMC also depends on a European company from the Netherlands. So there's a third. Oh. There's a third player in this. So there's the United States, Taiwan, and the third one is. Uh, it starts with an A. They make a portion of those machines that build the chips. So people don't understand. It's like there's a the chip makers. But there's also the makers of the machines for the chip makers. And it's uh, this Dutch company that's had, had a like massive influence throughout the ship making process through the through the decades. So people don't the know really, the Dutch. Dude, they have their hands in everything. Oh, the Dutch, <laughs> exactly. The Dutch are historically damn. <laughs> they be, because they've kept it in their family. That the only reason yeah. they've been able to survive is because literally so those families are yeah 
most of those families are old money and old business that just kept going and going. And that's why they become so good at it. It's like, at least culturally in business, they're really good at what they do, which yeah. is something to be like, Oh, that's good about the culture. They all, even they though, even though kill they're people total, or sell people, that part's even, also good. Even though they're totally the cousin fuckers. <laughs> the Dutch. Yes. The, Talking about American made reminded me of my favorite bit. Y'all want to see Rush Limbaugh and Seth MacFarlane talk about American made products on Family Guy? Oh, yeah. Yes. I can't hear it. Oh, yeah. No, no sound. It says mute at the bottom of the uh, screen. I'm mute. I'm muted. The, the TV audio is muted, potentially. The video audio. Fun when we get glitches. Did you figure it out? Yeah. Here we go. Y'all should be able to hear it now. Is, is that a new coffee machine? Oh, yeah, I took the liberty of replacing your old one with a new American-made coffee machine. <laughs> In fact, I got you a bunch of new top-notch American-made stuff. What else did you buy? Oh, a couple things. That light fixture. New heat regulator on your stove. Your man bra. Your garbage disposal. Your dishwasher. And your new cat. I mean, you know, obviously you know what? That just proves we're American made. They just labeled, they just packaged them in the United States. Well, it proves we're the best at planned obsolescence, man. Once that <laughs> shit came around. <laughs> yeah. We, we, I mean, we made it. We designed it. Like, but there, uh, I know majority of the belt makers were in the United States first. So well, it's a class in every college is to make sure like how how long a spring is supposed to last in whatever yeah. component. You're supposed to make it at a certain time frame. You're not I, supposed I, to make it. Yeah, <laughs> I work in the field of IT, and yeah, unfortunately, I know a lot about planned obsolescence because it's a uh, it's a byproduct of the design. It's an encouragement to drive the consumer to buy more uh, yep. of that product because yep. uh, like the batteries have been one of the biggest pains I, but 20 batteries have been getting better at least tw- I mean, 20, 20 years ago you could get a PC that would run 7 or 8 years and Microsoft got really creative with this ever, pretty <laughs> much ever since Windows 7 it, it's gotten progressively worse that you could probably get 3, 4 years baby out of a computer unless you have future-proofed it and overspent way beyond what it is actually worth to buy that computer in the first place because of planned obsolescence and the introduction of new products to the market that you've just wasted your money. I mean, there's also the mix of, of our, our chip evolution has actually been almost uh, 18, like every 18 months, Moore's law has been followed. Yeah. 18, which is insane yeah. that somebody predicted that and it's still running, even after he passed away, which he just passed away like not too long ago. I, mean, I, I, see, the, I see the planned obsolescence up close in the appliance world too, because I've, I have so that's physically the logical seen... obsolescence. That's what I mean. Difference It's because have... we actually are progressing at eight, every 18 months, we are doubling the performance. So that's, that's just also a sign of how much we're advancing. It's, it's like obsolescence by inefficiency. Well, that's a certain industries, but, but, but is it because I mean, look at, 
look at look at look at how they've turned them into bombs because of trying to find the cheapest. Oh, you got to figure out why the hell that's happening. That'd be an amazing story. But why yeah, I mean, uh, fridges? But I'm saying though, like I've I've run across, you know, not only fridges from the 60s and 70s that still work, but recently I took out one of the really coolest stoves I've ever seen that was still made by General Motors Frigidaire when General Motors made Frigidaire, and it and it opens like a suicide door, and the damn thing still works. Like this is from the 50s and it's a wall oven and it still works to this day those deep freezers run forever too the one that we replaced it with will be dead in under 10 years which which is just i I think that's ridiculous you know like people people are spending almost three thousand dollars on a pretty fridge and like and hell even a even a Small bang up fridge now, brand new is over a thousand dollars. We're and we're we're amused by the littlest conveniences on those products too. Oh, <laughs> this one's got a touch screen. You this can play, play music while I'm having my fridge. Fridge. How I fucking actually, dumb is that? I have a chest freezer from nineteen sixty fucking three. All right. Yeah. It's a Sears cold spot. It's a Sears cold spot. It's cast iron seals on all that <laughs> shit. It's never gonna break. I had a capacitor fuck itself and I bought another one. For seven goddamn dollars. That thing is capable of the day is long. And when time means nothing, that fridge will still be kicking. All right. Now, see, here's here's something I find interesting is throughout the 90s up into the early 2000s, they started pushing the front load washer and dryers on everyone, you know, with see through and all that stuff. The commercial style is what they were trying to sell people as. And a laundry mask. In the past five years, washer and dryers have gone backwards in time because everybody wants the top load, just the click buttons, turn dials, no door locks and stuff like that because all of that extra bells and whistles was getting to be too much for a lot of these grannies and a lot of other folks that were just like, fuck, I just want it to be able to wash clothes and if it breaks, it just needs a part replaced on it. The, the company um, Allied, which creates the speed queen washer and dryer they're actually out of canada they they make one of the top of the line washers and dryers and it's the same exact model they've been making since the 60s and it literally if something breaks it's it's you could place a belt and it's fixed or suspension rods and it's fixed like there's not boards and stuff on them anymore like that they're going back to the classic style because sometimes simple is better makes more Sometimes it makes more sense to get to a point and stop instead of continuing to advance. I subscribe to the idea that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yes. But, you know, engineers don't often subscribe to the idea of Occam's razor, where the simplest answer usually is the right one. Engineers like to stroke their ego, you know? Well, there's a picture of an old truck where the uh, whole engine bay will you it would come out like this instead of having to like come in from the top, and it was a picture of the meme saying like, "Oh, the mechanics were like this is way too easy" or some shit like that. It's like <laughs> it's like now to get to any component on your engine, you have to remove fucking like six giant pieces, like your air intake to do change your spark plugs. It's like because this motor is origami put in there and shit. Well, so the other day I had to jump a car and 
yeah to, to jump this guy's car i had to remove a couple panels because his battery was hidden like in the top right corner and you couldn't use regular jumper sticks so i had to like macgyver stuff on the end of my jumper sticks to get to his uh prongs i'm like this is how <laughs> i wonder how tow trucks are getting them out of a here a lot of a lot of dodge products a lot of mopar products are putting them in the trunk underneath the floorboard of the trunk for some reason like that's like, how do i common, jump it it's been a common <laughs> thing in the, in the past few recent years and it's and then they have they have what they call the places up front where you're supposed to be able to attach to to actually be able to jump it oh but it's it's not something that anybody knows you know people are like what the hell is this oh, you have to look up the car model exactly um i'm also model, an for example that you might have used might have had a contact point in designed in the car you won't know where the contact points for the, no. the batteries are i'm also this a big advocate though for going for going backwards in time when it comes to vehicles though like you know having access to a carbureted vehicle gives me access to something like syngas where you know where where everything nowadays is mostly wires and electronics and if you don't know anything about it you're pretty much fucked you know we had a point in time where you could pretty much do absolutely everything you needed to do to your own vehicle in the comfort of your own home in California, they're making it illegal to do your own oil changes because st- they're saying it's not green because, oh, if you, any basic car maintenance is not green, they're like, oh, you might not dispose of it properly. And so you're going to have to go to like certain if you want to do your own, you're going to have to go to like a WeWork for like fucking to do your own oil change. You can't do it in your driveway. We already have that for the air conditioner. You can't legally work on an air conditioner in california because of the gas and oh yeah of all the of all the dumb shit they enact out there i'm just waiting on the day that california finally copies britain and fucking starts requiring tv licenses or some stuff. oh no (laughs) to ban the knives so everybody realizes oh that's what happens when you ban the guns (laughs) well that's one thing i'm lucky uh i'm still allowed to have a bunch of guns as long as you do uh, jump through a bunch of hoops and pay way more and you're limited to 10 so bullet magazines so fucking stupid. semi-automatic and have a pistol <laughs> grip on a semi-auto yeah half yeah. half the guns here. aren't even available here because they don't want to pay for the licensing yeah. like and a bunch of cool stock. here let's yeah. let's ban a wrist strap for your arm uh just <laughs> that's why i like missouri. Missouri, missouri has openly said they refuse to work with the atf the fbi or any other unconstitutional you know in uh, right infringing groups that are outside of their state. Like I, I'll, I'll give it to Missouri. There, they they put it openly out there that they're not going to do anything that the ATF wants to do about anybody's guns. All their rules are just make believe to them. And I'm I'm a hundred percent on the boat with that. I don't understand why the South puts up with the shit it does in a lot of places. You know, it's interesting um, for being from California. I have a theory that they make up, and especially about Florida, they make up these other states as being really bad and scary and the country's really scary and you look at all the scary movies it's always like texas chainsaw massacre the hills have eyes like cabin in the woods it's like if you're outside the city you're going to get fucked up by some hillbillies or some shit and it's like it's the complete opposite once you go into the city yeah you're going to get fucked up by some karen who's going to sue you for just walking your dog or something like 
Listen, we, we might we might look like the hills have eyes, guys, but we're totally inviting you for dinner, not trying to turn you into dinner. Like that's, that's the difference. Like, <laughs> we so, can't help so, it, you know. So the reality is when it comes to even uh, guns, um, the majority of the gun deaths, they say, happen in, in the States. But what they don't write is those are suicides. Yes. It's all yeah. suicides. Seven yeah. percent of the reported numbers are suicides, and like nobody talks about that. Oh yeah, like we'll we just have able- a suicide problem. We have a social problem, a gigantic social problem. We don't pay people enough. Like basically, we're creating a slave class that on a mass scale, and we also don't tax properly, and we also have a government with no control over itself. So it's like all three things happen simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Luis, I mean, I don't think there's really any way to tax properly because I don't, no matter which way you look at it, man, taxation is tax. So, yep. like, now, now <laughs> you give me a checklist of things that I can voluntarily sign up for to that I would support, I'd be down for something like that, like, you know, for my community. But I'm not, I'm not for giving them all this money and they claim it's for my roads when it's actually well, that's for what I mean, exactly. kids in other it, countries. It, they're, they're not held accountable. And, I do love when Iceland just jailed all the bankers and their economy flourished. Invalidate the debts. Ooh, wow. What a what an amazing idea. Let's invalidate debts that are basically found, think, found on nothing. They're just air. I think that I think that may happen in the oh, great yeah. reset. It's cut. It's cut. No, it's coming. Yeah. Oh, you guys, but it's totally also gonna be your house deed is gonna be. Right. Oh, yeah. your house deed is going to be invalidated as well. I, your car deed I, is invalidated. Wire as much possible debt as you can. Yeah, that's true. It's just how you do it. It's like this interest rate doesn't even really matter if that's the case. <laughs> no, interest rate eventually will go down, but it's it's just the inflation part. Inflation is made up. To a degree, too, because it could be technically much worse. I mean, because it's just it's just the bankers, bro. Like they're like this is again. Well, I'm I'm up for this. I say we arrest the bankers. Like I'm always hearing people whining and talking about arrest Hillary. Like let's just bypass that. We need to arrest the bankers, bro. Yep. And the politicians, sure. one of them, because they're all pieces of shit. Don't get me wrong, but like the bankers, it's the bankers. The bankers. We're talking yeah. the bankers at the highest levels. We're not talking about the guy that works in the bank that you know. No. We're not talking about your Note friend that helped you with investments. We're not talking about any of those people. We're talking about people with so much fucking money. They have no idea how much money they have. Note the meme in the chat. They may be they may be wrong by millions of <laughs> dollars. How, how much? Just money. say it. Just say it. Just say it. Come on. No, I'm not. It. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it this episode. I don't, no, I don't note have the, my soundboard this episode, so I can't plug <laughs> it for you instead. Yeah, but yeah, note the second meme. Vietnamese sentenced uh, corrupt bankers to death by firing squad. Uh, uh, you, I've heard, please. I mean, Vietnam, I, if people don't know, is still a communist country. society. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I, you know what? For for all good old Teddy, I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him credit for taking the right action and putting corrupt bankers uh, where they belong. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you guys this. It's I know we all think it could never happen here, which is exactly why it's going to happen here in a really ugly way when it does happen. What? What exactly do you think will happen in California? People are going to start killing bankers and start killing all these politicians. It's going to get really fucking crazy one day, I feel like. Oh, I and think I don't we know will. if 
I mean, once I Friends starts actually pulling out the guillotines, like for real, for real, because they were they were singing yeah. that they were going to pull out the guillotines for Macron when he was he was in a party or something, and they were literally all singing that they were going to. Dude, take France has been on fire for like a month. Yeah, it's saying something that they for two years straight. This is progressing. It's been millions of people on the streets. Did you see Israel? That's what I'm saying. People are people. I mean, Israel is like this tiny, like, but yeah, yeah. Which, but they've been very submissive population in general. Oh yeah, they took the four shots, uh, you know, and now they're dying. The government. That was the one thing. That was the one thing that almost got me to take it. I'm like, wait, if they're giving them that, that must be the safe one, or what? Like what? The, like, oh. the, <laughs> the government in this country relies on its population being this docile, knowing that people. That's why there's fluoride, fluoride in the water. Why the fuck is there fluoride in the water? Just bottle. like farm animals, there's okay. a whole system in keeping them docile. Yes, it all came full circle. Fluoride. I don't take we're, fluoride. I we're, don't we're just, water. we're just, we're we're just free range. Like we're we're all trapped on this prison, yeah, open air prison, yeah. open air prison. But like, I mean, I I. You know, and I don't, I don't actually like to be, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to be the, oh, you know, just ignore it kind of guy. But at the same time, I'm also like, well, I see a lot of things in like my own community and in my own world face to face that contradict a lot of what you hear online and stuff like that. You know, like I, a, a big, a big, uh, a big polarized issue right now, of course, is definitely in the world of the ideas of the digital currency and stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the guy that's sitting here telling you yeah that's cool when you go to show up to my farm though you better have beans and bullets to trade because your digital numbers don't mean squat to me and like when i talk to people around here and see people around here in my area cash is a big thing people are people are still big into using cash in the south not just myself you know a lot of us a lot of us just refuse it in a in a different area and i see i see a lot of pushback and then i see the pushback in areas believe it or not there is pushback in places like California and Chicago, for example, even though Chicago is on fire right now, it's still an example of a lot of pushback because people are getting sick of this shit. Like they're, they are finally starting to get to the people that just want to be left alone. And I'm, I'm seeing it myself too. Like it's, it's just, it, to me, it's it's a it's it's great. Like I, mean, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's the great reset," but I think it's more great awakening. Like I think more and more people, I see myself every day, finally catching on to the nonsense that these fools are doing for a hundred plus years. That's what Sam Tripoli always says. He says something like, "The reason all the shit is happening so much is because they're losing, or like whoever is trying to pull all these things is this is like the last." clawing breath because maybe celestially or time frame this is supposed to be a time of great awakening or elevated the, consciousness oh, there, this is something like that. too long that's why they're throwing all the cards on the table at once you yes. know in the past three years especially there's a fun one okay so every 247 years pluto does his orbit per se oh shit. guess what happened 247 years ago French Revolution, the American Revolution. Oh, shit. 247 years ago. So, well, I mean, uh, an empire only lasts about 250 years. Hey, there's that too. So, and we're right, we're coming right up to that point. And like, I'm, <clears throat> I'm saying, like, I don't, I don't, 
people are also always worried about like outside interference and stuff like that. I see a lot of polarization into the world of the, like the United States. I see the United States going back more into kind of what it, what it was at one point in time, more of a, a bunch of separate tribes, a separate, a bunch of separate States all doing kind of their own different thing. But I really don't ever foresee anybody truly trying to come here because I can't reiterate enough on this show how many just registered guns are in the United States alone that doesn't that doesn't cover anything that you know was handed down by great grandpa or you know brought back by your uncle from Vietnam and stuff like that. Like there's, there's I mean it's not a joke. They're trying to take away, away the guns. Like they are one hundred percent and 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 they are always trying, but I truly don't ever foresee that like there's there are so many people that i even know personally that that would be the place even i you know i'm i'm prepared as it is but hell i got people that i know i'd be going to hide at because they're even even more prepared than me if it was to ever come to something like that you know they're arsenals so they're like why have an arsenal for my neighbors i'm like oh great yeah a hundred percent told me if everything goes to shit my house is available my house will be a ref- like, like I don't have a room to store food, but guns don't take as much space. So, hey, <laughs> and 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 you know, I mean, and I, I, the arsenal thing idea too. Like that's that's uh, that's a lot of what I mean, though. You know, you're looking at your own community. I think when a lot of people are like, you know, focus local and stuff like that. There's that. I have I have a little bit bigger aspirations. Like I truly would love to gather like my crew here, of course, that's on the show, even the ones that aren't included with us today and quite the handful of other people and end up with a piece of land where we all could just kick it off ourselves until our times to go. And the rest of it can all burn down around us while we're up on our mountaintop. Like that's, that's just my, my thoughts and stuff on it. But like, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, I believe life's going to keep going on. I believe things are going to keep moving and I don't foresee you know, humanity itself stopping. I, I see these, even these guys that are in these places of power and all of their simulations have lost at the end of all of their simulations. They can't actually figure out how to do it because eventually the people always revolt because there's clearly more of us than there is of them. And a lot of us just want to do our day to day and raise our families and, you know, try to do the best we can. And the minute that you make it to the point that we can't, do our day-to-day and stuff like that like that i think that's when you're going to get more people like i know i know during the time of winnie the flu that there was a lot of kind of like that but like i my life never stopped i still got up and had to go to work every single morning like i still had to continue doing my stuff we i never wore a mask i ended up losing a job because of the whole mask thing when things got a little far and because I wouldn't test or any of it, I was not partaking in any medical experiments whatsoever, but like I immediately found a job again and was right back to work. And my life progressed a good bit. You know, I can honestly say I'm making the most that I've ever made in my life, even though it doesn't seem like it because of inflation, but like things, things progressed a lot more for me than they went back during that downtime. And I think there were a lot of people that landed on their own two feet and progressed in a better way than they thought it was going to. And there are so many people that have started homesteads and started, you know, their own intentional communities and stuff already that that's something you're not going to be able to kill. 
you know, you, you might be able to wrangle up everybody in L.A. or a good chunk of everybody in L.A. and a good chunk of everybody in New York City. But even places like the Bronx are going to be completely unconquerable by any kind of government force. Like oh, they're, they're going to be, it's going to turn into the war. It's going to turn into, oh my God. New York is going to convert. And I mean, again, no. I'm telling you, all we need to do is just kick out Dude, the Bronx. politicians and reveal, reveal all the corruption and the city. I, I, give, change, I give New York City a hard it. time. I give New York City the hard time, but the Bronx could save America. Like those got dudes up there, bro. If they were to ever try to set foot and start their gun control and everything else like that in a place like the Bronx, you're going to see hellfire. Like it's going to be the 80s Bronx all over again. People bombing the damn houses and shit because they're not going to they're not going to stand for it. like and and I think stuff like that's beautiful. I really do. And I think that a lot of these country places that are already country like where I am life is just going to continue like we're they, atlanta might catch on fire but the rest of us down here are going to be like cool we all know what we're doing and know our part like just continue as life as it goes it's it's a wild card i really do and i, I understand a lot of people in the world today are worried and in a fear state but i think that is still just a control state and you need to let loose and homesteading is good because it also teaches you like to be self-reliant so in, in most cases, I think overall, it's a good movement. It'll likely never be absolutely necessary. I never believe that the system will ever collapse to the point that it'll actually be unusable. But being self-reliant in cases of emergencies, in cases of special moments, like, like emergencies happen, if you have that mentality, you protect yourself. So that is one of the best types of mentalities to have is to be self-reliant and to have agency for yourself and your family. So that power alone that comes from people that do that is worth everything. Thankfully they're prepping for nothing. Uh, things are not going to go that South. Uh, I would say nature itself is still our greatest enemy because we've been fucking with it. It's not our bombs. It's nature itself. Like a solar flare or some shit, or I don't know. Ah, yeah. That will fuck everything. <laughs> and we don't have any influence over them that we know of. Yeah. Unless we got. Some yeah. That really we know of. Right. <laughs> unless the large hadron collider is fucking with the sun and we don't know about I, the sun's I a big machine. I don't believe it's possible. <laughs> but what if the large hadron collider is actually fucking with our sun? We don't know that. We don't. The level of physics that they're fucking with, we don't know the scale of it. If they can build a, like, we know nothing about nothing and we think we know something, but we really know nothing. Um, so, yeah, who knows what they're fucking around with there? They're altering reality in, in those machines. I wanted, I wanted to ask you guys, I just saw this documentary last night on Rumble and it was fucking, it was like, it felt like a scary movie. Um, just like the visuals and everything like that. And uh, it reminded me of when COVID first started I was watching YouTube videos and you'd see like people in China just like fall over. And that's when it kind of like got me at first. I'm like, Oh, maybe this is a bioweapon. Like maybe this is something to actually worry about. Maybe it's not like some flu. Cause you're seeing these videos of people just falling like dead in the street or like, or like having a stroke or something in China. And then after watching this documentary, it just was like flashbacks to that. Have you guys seen died suddenly on rumble? I don't think I have. Oh my god, dude! You might want to watch that shit. It's 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 about yeah, mortuaries. 
it's about what they're pulling out of uh, the cadavers, like people that have been dying after to the the first uh, rollout came out, and they're pulling these like things that aren't blood clots, but they act similar to blood clots that look like calamari or jellyfish, and they're like some of them are like three feet long, and it's causing people to just like news anchors they'll show a highlight reel of like 20 news anchors will just be talking to the i have i have seen that like i i think i think i know what you're talking about now we're like all those news anchors are talking about the same thing we've actually yeah and they they talk about like malthusian is they like do a good thing about wrapping up like a bunch of different things that could be involved in this and like why why it would be doing this to people and it was just I mean, it was like fucking scary movie. You, so, so one of the reasons actually is how you inject the vaccine. So, there's certain vaccine procedures that were supposed to be followed. The World Health Organization, I believe, even suggested that, like the cold temperature and shit like no, that. No, no, no. Or... So you have to kind of pinch the patient and then, like, uh, uh, in like in inject, and you have to take out blood to check if you've hit a muscle. So oh, that's like how they do cows, kind of. <laughs> so no, there's uh, it's done for certain vaccines for certain people because it cannot go into your veins. Oh, if interesting. It goes into your blood. Oh, you oh you're fucked. It was trippy, and uh, in this video, that's then what's they start killing kids. By the way, it's, yeah, there's they kids falling over out. in it. And then they have they pull this thing that like none none of these guys have ever seen before. And then he's like in a thing with a hundred people who are mortuary guys, and he's like, "Hey, have any of you guys seen this?" And everyone there is like, "Yeah, dude, we've we've seen this since like January of whatever year. Like, this is the first time we've seen it, but now we've seen it like almost in every single body." January twenty twenty one. Yeah. What so happened it was before the, that? Yeah. Right. And the and the guys on the thing were like. I'd never been anti anything in my life, but after seeing what I'm seeing firsthand, what I'm pulling out of these, it looks like some shit out of an alien movie. Like I, I this is the first time I like, you know, when I watch blackfish, I'm like, I kind of want to watch a debunking movie so I can still go to SeaWorld. And so, <laughs> so I did that. I, I want to watch a debunking to this. If there is one, hopefully to be like, Oh, they faked it or some shit. Cause it was that uh, disturbing. There, there isn't. That's that yeah. That's are. they'll try. But there is, yeah, because they're not screwed. Because all the people on there seem pretty accredited, and there's a lot of people who went anonymous, but the other people who didn't were well, high in their fields or whatever. So people don't know that Purdue Pharma is technically, I believe, now owned by the government. Uh, by the losses that happened, essentially, the government took over all the assets of Purdue Pharma. The family kept their fortune, though. So there's that. Um, I I know them from the, the pain documentary. Huh? <laughs> The pain thing on Netflix. It wasn't a documentary, but it felt like it. Uh, did you see yeah. that thing about the Purdue family? I mean, my friend actually dated uh, part one yeah. of their family members, and uh, the opulence and how insanely oh. wealthy they were was not to be exaggerated. Like they, they remember they had wings all over the planet. They oh, were yeah. there were Sackler wings all over the planet. Like the wealth these people had was way more than people think. Like that's their official number. Can you imagine what's the unofficial number? Oh, my they God. basically live like they have infinite money. Sorry. So, 
So, Nico, you, we have this section on the show that we've been doing here recently where I use a uh, AI question generator to ask a random question to the to the room, of course. And, of course, I always like to ask it to the guest first, and I like to let the rest of the co-host answer as well, just because it's been a fun time here recently. It's come up with some pretty wacky ones and some pretty weird ones. This week's, or today's AI generator that I'm using is called Capitalize My Title. Um, just a random one. I just find these random AI generators online and just like to continue to play with them because each one has different funny questions for me. That way I don't ever have something the same. So tonight's question is, if you could hack any computer, whose computer would you pick? Oh, shit. Oh, man. Well, there's Hunter Biden. There's fucking Epstein or Ghislaine. Fucking Hillary. Oh, man. I mean, I, I guess... It's a pretty good I'll question. Go, I'll go with I'll go, go go with the obvious. I'll go with the Hunter Biden for now. <laughs> All right. That's, yeah, it it seems like I mean, the, I'll probably see some titties on there at least. <laughs> some other things I don't want to see, but there'll at least be some titties. So. <laughs> uh, hopefully, of age, I think with him at least. <laughs> you haven't you haven't got to join us recently and had one of these fun questions asked to you, so I'm actually kind of looking forward to hear what you got to say, Ox. Man, if I could hack one laptop, it would be whoever the fuck is driving this ship because I want to turn it around. Uh, I'd say probably whoever's in charge of the whole Julian Assange situation. Uh, if I could hack their laptop and maybe make something happen for them, uh, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Luis, I'm going to go over to you now, bud. So if I could hack one person... Um... It's a mixed bag. It'd probably be because of all the crazy shit that they do, either Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, because the weird shit. That uh-huh. They are. Uh, I want to see what shit. Elon it's is just up to. Elon doesn't make any sense. Elon exactly. Hence, <laughs> remember, he has all of the government contracts. Plus, he makes cars because he wanted to build cars. Um, I know. Uh, I mean, he's terrible at certain things, but other things, he's not. He's not terrible and that's the reason he's become so successful is because he understands things better than other people and they still call him an idiot. I'm like, yeah, sure, he's an idiot. And they're like, oh, he has handles. I'm like, yeah, when you're when you're running multiple companies, of course you have people that are doing every other thing for you. I love that somebody was saying like, oh my God, like, yeah, that's what ultra powerful people do. Like, they have to focus on crazy shit that you're not focused on. Some of those people do more in like an hour than some do in like years. Okay. It's just problem solving. Okay. All right, Neptune. What about you? You said, uh, repeat it. It has to be one person. One person. It doesn't have to be a person. You want to do a company system? Is that what you're already thinking? ATF mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing in there? <clears throat> what are you doing in there? I want to know what all records they actually keep and where all their actual funding goes to. And I would leak that shit. They have offices overseas, places I yep. never thought I would have to understand why they have funding for overseas field offices. Wait, why? Uh, I, would, I, I want to know where their budget goes. That's what I really want to know. Well, that's fascinating. No well, I would, I, would, I was kind of in the same realm of thought. My idea, as soon as I read the question tonight, was I would have to go for the IRS. Yeah. 
That's a good because one. Because I, I feel it is only my duty to delete as many people's debt as I possibly could. No, I mean, the worst part with the IRS is you would find, oh, look, they know how much they could tax everybody. <laughs> Fuck you! I am sure uh, there's some people in the IRS that are like, you know, we could like just do like this and like people would be taxed very low and like everything would be balanced. Like there are equations to balance this shit out. There was a MIT project where they were basically creating a system just to balance an economy if you can control it. They were like, oh, if a computer is controlling the economy, actually, it will stay fruitful endlessly. Like the downs will be very. That's how you know it's not meant to be. That's how you know it's fabricatedly made badly on purpose because that way there is more disadvantage created. That way it's harder to compete. People don't understand that the economy is intentionally made to behave this way. It's not by well, accident. It's not by market forces of like the if ether. It's all f- constructed narratives that push everything into the direction of the ultra rich having more control, which is unfortunate. We need more diversity in wealth. We don't need the oh, wealth <laughs> so high up. We can diversify it. It'll work out really well. I decided to change my answer real quick because um, I thought maybe uh, Hunter, he may have some Epstein type shit that I don't want to see on his laptop. So uh, I want to go with NASA because that will solve a lot of interesting questions. But more, the more funner questions about this, this Earth they or realm the moon or landing whatever. tapes, even if you have <laughs> access to the computer, what are you going to get? There's no moon landing. Uh, well, I mean, you can actually see the moon landing. The, the, the ice footage, wall or something. <laughs> Some Antarctica computers or Admiral Byrd's logs, or <laughs> I wish that story right, was right. right. You think, right? Like, how fun is that? You guys think it's the a cool story? I love the everybody fell for it. Form yet? Huh? You think you think the Vatican has transferred all the hidden documents in the basement to That's a digital formula? Oh, the, the Smithsonian. Smithsonian. Who knows if they have the Smithsonian? Remember the giant skulls? The giants. Yeah. All the they giants have destroyed. Them. There's pictures of it. They still they have giant skulls in the museum. So there's yep. like a normal. Sorry, this is a normal skull, and then this is a uh, a the skull of the of the giant they found. Well, they, like, they have the news articles skull? back when you couldn't scrape the. It was printed actual printed news articles, and you'd see them like digging them up in 1812 and like different farms and shit. They'd they find just crazy up, up stuff. To like at, at eight to ten, eleven feet, right? Yeah, we found a bunch in, in different parts of America at times. Like, there's bunches of stories where it was even in the newspaper that people found giant bones, yeah. and then the Smithsonian shows up, and they're like, "We're going to take these for investigation." But, and then but why keep again. such a beautifully interesting secret a secret? Is my question. Realistically, I, I know to know the why. Like, who concocted? That we're gonna keep secret something for hundreds of years. It's I mean, like I mean, I'm weird. Like, okay, why aren't giants considered real? See, I, see, I've said that. I've said this before, and I'm, and I'll <clears throat> always probably say it. You know, old dude when he wrote the Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Like, he oh, yeah. said he wrote it off of like historical documents that he found in libraries and stuff like that when he was growing up. This was, you know, so I'm one to believe that yes, giants were here. Yes. You know, elf type people, short type people, because they still exist. They found them. You know, like there were there were multiple forms of humans, multiple multiple forms of humans, and now we're just all kind of down to the same docile breed. Yeah, we're basically dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Really like dogs. 
there's a species of human at adult size. They're the size of a three-year-old. And they were like, that's a hobbit, dude. That's a smaller than a hobbit. And they had fully yeah, formed adult met, bodies. I met also pygmies uh, in Guatemala. What people like you would consider like a pig. They, oh, modern they, pygmies. Yes, they, they just looked like normal people. They were just smaller in proportion. But they were like proportionally wise. They looked exactly like you or me. They were just physically smaller. And I was like, huh, okay. This is weird. <laughs> uh, like my brain was like, eh? but you know, uh, there's people like that in, in Central America, South America. You see them all the time. Like you see them all the time. Like they are the ones that are constructing everything. They're the hardest working people. It's like, that's the irony. It's like they're small and they can do anything. <laughs> like, and the Italian <laughs> people can't do shit. Like it is fascinating. Well, South America is very like, mystical even in the way they write all their stuff is very like magical like even their creative writers it's never written in like mechanical shit that we write it's like ayahuasca oh my love was, is a wave mushrooms were very found everywhere ayahuasca was used all over the americas and um, they've been using mushrooms forever that's why they've been using psychedelics for hundreds of years that's a perfect explanation <laughs> so so Nico, man, where where can everybody that's out there listening and checking you guys out that are watching and stuff over there on Rumble Odyssey and Bitch Shoot, where can where can all these folks find you when they don't want to listen to me talking to you? So that's something I found out recently since it's been about a couple of month, months since I podcasted um, and I finally moved. So I realized that Anchor had been absorbed by Spotify. So my stuff has been posted through Spotify, I think through whatever stuff it auto posts. I need to go on there and check and post this episode and stuff today and uh i think i'm definitely on apple Podcasts, spotify i think stitcher and a couple of the other ones in that network nice but i want to um now that this is my first video maybe i can do um what's it called the one that pays you in crypto rock fountain fountain (laughs) fountain oh fountain Fountain. yeah and there's also there's also rope fin and uh uh d live do look up podcasting 2.0 uh you'll find more information on all of the alternative options um it has also the largest index of podcasts and, and there's monetization opportunities with podbean the audio with service that I use. oh yeah because yeah anchor did have one where we could make like uh, commercials if we had and so i was getting a little bit of uh, income from anchor but that option's gone with spotify so podbean really? will be pretty sweet to why check out. wouldn't they want to help you uh spotify it's ran by a bunch of like i think they have enough like big name people they don't care about the little fish or something <laughs> no they don't care about the tech either it's like they really don't care so they could so of course when we're getting closer to our wrap-up time i always like to go around the table and see if anybody has some final thoughts for the evening and such before i before i ask my pirate question of course when we get ready to close out Nico, you're the guest, so I'd like to start with you, man. You got any final thoughts for this evening? Um, I'm just excited to see all your guys' faces. I've been listening to you for a couple months now, and it's kind of cool to put a face to uh, the people. It's even cooler to be here and interacting with you guys. kind of surreal. Um, so I'm excited to kind of get back into stuff, and hopefully you'll see me on a bunch of your friends' shows soon, too, as well. I hope I, yeah, I'll be on soon as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, you're, also... You're pure- back here, too. 
pure pet wellness um i kind of know it's hard to get um sponsors in this field if you have anything conspiratorial so i do have a small family-owned business so i i'm reaching out to the people that i personally listen to to um offer it right now mostly in like a couple local stores um but i'm really trying to just go and push the online a little more because i'm able to offer more wholesale pricing that way because when i'm going through the stores so many hands start taking pieces off that the product comes to a crazy price so (laughs) yeah guys and you know you you guys actually hear me plug pure pet pet wellness at the beginning of every episode and make sure you guys are using that code plunder go over there and get yourself a discount when you're hanging out and checking out his stuff to get yourself something good Oh yeah. And that code works over and over and over. So if you like it and you want to reorder, if you order again, that will help out um, Jim Bob and that will help you out with 20% off as well. And it's all organic. Um, The whole reason I created this company is because I was a web designer and my dogs had hip dysplasia issues. I I moved to Mexico, had surgeries, went down that route and it was a horrible process. And then I tried going raw diet CBD it was night and day. The hip that I didn't have surgery on ended up high in better shape than the one I had surgery on. And that was a horrible, expensive process. Um, so I was sold then that I have a Doberman. She began having seizures because of her. Uh, she has a small head for her brain, I guess. So any little bit of inflammation will cause her to have a seizure. So she hasn't and- had one in four years since she's been on the product. So that's I, I been found that the CBD products work very well with my, with my boy and his anxiety. He, oh yeah. He, he has as much anxiety as I do. And I feel bad for him because the poor dudes just always eat up with it. But man, you give him a couple of gummies or the little treat thingies that he has. And he is just chilled out and on the couch with me and able to, you know, hang out with me and the kids without being rambunctious. So you guys, you guys definitely check out his stuff, man. That's why I'm always trying to plug it get into the show for you guys. So Ox, I am absolutely tickled that you were here this evening. It's been a while since we had you on. I know you're I'm really guy, thrilled so, to man. be here. I, I've been working a lot and I'm really happy to be on. Uh, so with that said, man, I need to hear your final thoughts on the evening, man. Anything you want to share with everybody out there? Honestly, just great talking with all you guys again. Uh, really nice meeting you today, Nico. And uh, hopefully we can link up sometime soon and do some conspiracy shit. Oh, for sure, man. We're close enough, for sure. I actually go up there a lot on the weekends for my wedding photography. So we oh, right on. link up. Right on. You, you guys might run across each other. You're in the same kind of field in that area. He's Sorry, doing the photography. Of... You totally cater, don't you? Yeah, I mean, every now and again. Oh, those Never are life say Oh, man. That'll be epic. <laughs> give me an extra portion, man. I always get shysted at weddings. They give the photographer. Oh, that's the worst, and, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Or they're like, hey, eat after the the guest eat. I'm like, I, I need to fo- photograph right after. I'm like, I got to slam this down. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's too funny, man. Yeah. Well, Ox, I do I do thank you so much for being here, man. And I look forward to the next time you get to join in with us, man. It's, it's great to see your face, man. I, uh, I love hearing your input on stuff so likewise man i'm really glad i could be here i'm gonna skip over there to neptune man what you what you got for us this evening before we close out uh jimmy come back to me give me one second all right well then i'll go to Luis. all good um it's uh good to meet you nico and also so many interesting topics covered that i didn't even think about especially the dog thing i mean dogs they're they've always been our best friend for the after the cataclysm 
Oh, right. have the record of right after 10 13,000 years ago is when we started to believe uh our be our best friends but we eventually are going to treat animals better than we treat each other for <laughs> but most yeah, it's really important to treat already them do right. yeah it's still very important to treat them right and then also treat your fellow humans also as good as you treat your pets and then everything would be normal again awesome awesome all right neptune are you ready for it now, bud? Yeah. Um, yeah, so since we were on the subject of the ATF and the FBI uh, earlier, uh, for everyone out there who doesn't know, who should know by now, uh, today marks the 30th anniversary of the end of the 51-day siege that took the lives of 82 people, including 28 children, at Waco. So just remember that there is nothing neither too big nor too small that the ATF won't kick in your door and burn your house down for. That that reminds me um, when you were saying like, hey, we could get a property together. And I was like, yeah, man, that sounds like a great idea. All of our different stuff. But I'm like, man, whenever a bunch of people get together in a good space, that just makes it a target sometimes. I'm like, oh, man, we might need to make five properties. (laughs) Five properties it, it, in different states that we can cycle through, or the, go- it, the government it, it definitely does. It does, doesn't. A, it does in a sense, but I think that if you have, I think if you have the right people, uh, like if you give me the right people, you're. I don't think you're. I don't think you're stopping us. I like the right crew. I, I, we might go down in a, in a ball of flames, but you're. you're that's going to be the way you got to do it. Like there ain't going to be no. We just need ten. F- They'll need tinfoil hats to protect from the MK Ultra beams or whatever. <laughs> no, no, it's line your hat, bro. The line, uh, but maybe we'll do aluminum. The word of God or whatever doesn't work. Aluminum doesn't work like tin. You have to actually get tinfoil. That's one detail well, people forget about. Of course, you it is everybody's favorite part of the show that I love. I know everybody else does. That I get to give something away to folks because you guys know I've been looking forward to this. I've been just handing these stickers out. There's been a few more. I know you guys like to answer them in random places, and I do eventually find them. So that's why it takes a delay on some of them. So make sure you're hopping over to unconstitutionalawakening.com and finding this episode to where you can also find the links to get to Pure Pet Wellness and all of our other great sponsors, as well as links to get back to him and anything I can find to go along with this episode since it was kind of filmed a little different than most of the episodes. You guys know how you know technical difficulties roll sometimes, but I still try to make it work. So tonight's pirate question, though, is... Pirating was most common between 1480 and 1530, 1615 and 1640, or 1690 and 1720. All you got to do is give me an A, B, or C, man, and you guys get yourself some free stickers for checking out the show. So I do appreciate everybody that's been here joining us this evening. Of course, like I said already, you can get links to get back to Nico and everything else he's got going on, as well as Pure Pet Wellness and such too, man. And I do appreciate you coming on, Nico. I look forward to having you back again. And I thank each and every one of you guys out there listening and watching and supporting us that keeps us going with this stuff, man. And I thank everybody over here on the panel from the crew tonight that joined us this evening, man. This this was a great episode. I've had a great time this evening. So I look forward to more from that. And uh, I reckon it's time we weigh anchor and get on out of here. So good night, everyone. Peace. Uh,